And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, since we are with Lamb, Lion Ministry, and you're tuning into our program, The Truth Will Set You Free. So we hope that you can be part of our program today, and make sure that you share this program with your friends and family, those of you following us on social media. And also grab your Bible so that you can follow along for today's program with us. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that we can get together and study your word. I thank you for all who are tuned in. I pray your blessing upon them. I pray you help us understand, Lord, a, a, just a reality that we as humans don't understand the angelic world too well. And so we ask, Lord, that uh, you'll give us your word through the Bible that may light our paths and Help us grow closer to you. We thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Nathan Jones. Again, where you are tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition program. As today's topic is that of angel food. And just a thought for you. I don't know if you ever thought of God's word as food for the soul, prophetic food. So we're going to talk about that today. So again, we encourage you to stay tuned. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother. Great to be on another week teaching the Bible with you. We thank you for all of you who are tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free. And uh, we're just excited to be getting into God's Word each and every week. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, if you're new to our program, Nate, will you be able to share with them what we do and how they can get a hold of our resources? Oh, absolutely. Well, Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. Uh, we're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that a number of different ways. Uh, many of you probably are connected to us through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is aired on Daystar and numerous other television networks and, of course, online networks, uh, probably through our website, ChristinProphecy.org. There we have a wealth of information about Bible prophecy and the Lord's return to help you grow in your relationship with him and get excited that, you know, that Jesus is coming back. That that's what fuels us. That's what excites us. And we share that with other people. So check us out, ChristInProphecy.org. And hey, if you want to catch up on all the Truth Will Set You Free uh, podcasts, of course, we have them on our website at ChristInProphecy.org under podcasts. But we also have them on Google Podcasts. We have it on Spotify and iTunes. So uh, if you'd like to catch up on previous podcasts that we've done, then check us out. We've got uh, almost 12 years worth. <laughs> That is so amazing. Thank you, Nathan. And the Lord has been so faithful uh, throughout the years. So definitely we want to encourage our listeners to take part of that. And also, hey, if you find yourselves in the Texas area this July, right, Nathan, we have a wonderful uh, annual conference coming up. Yes, uh, the Lamb and Lion Ministries Bible Prophecy Conference, our annual conference, is being held in the Dallas area here in Texas in July. You can check it out on our website, ChristinProphecy.org. We have numerous information, but we're going to focus on the rapture and signs of the end times. Uh, we have our founder and director, our founder, Dr. David Reagan, along with our new director, Tim Moore, and myself. Uh, we also will be having the prophecy pros, Jeff Kinley and Todd Hampson, and many of our assistant uh, evangelists, such as Dr. Vic Batista and Dr. Patrick Oliver and uh, other uh, guest speakers. So I think it's going to be a great conference. And Folks, if you want to attend, uh, just go ahead and register. It's a free conference. There's just a $10 registration fee, and uh, we'd love to have you here in the Dallas area. 
Mm, I think that's going to be so exciting. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for bringing everyone up to date with the, how they can get a hold of these wonderful resources because they will just help encourage people in these last days. And speaking of encouragement, Nathan, you and I have been very encouraged as we have been looking at the book of Ezekiel and the amazing messages there that have been brought to uh, Ezekiel in a way that has really transformed his life. And of course, we 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 mentioned that our topic for today will be that of uh, angel food. But Nathan, uh, oftentimes people don't consider how God's word in the Bible sometimes is uh, uh, depicted to us as uh, food for the soul or strengthening the, the the spiritual man. And that's what we're finding is happening uh, in the book of Ezekiel. But also sometimes God's messages will come to us in a way that would um, um seem uh, difficult with the message that sometimes God wants us to bring to the world around us. And you and I were talking about that uh, in Ezekiel chapter two in our last program. But Nathan, in case someone was not a uh, part of the program, I wanted to go back to Ezekiel chapter two and uh, and look at uh, verse, uh, chapter two, verses um, uh, seven through uh, 10, so that in case someone is new to the program, they can kind of have an idea where we left off and what we were talking about. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, to Ezekiel 2 and read for us verses 7 through 10? Sure. And I'm glad you clarified exactly what angel food was, because, you know, we're all thinking angel food cake here. You, don't <laughs> cake, uh, you know, it's like Vic wants to talk. About, this isn't a cooking channel, brother. This is a Bible. <laughs> I love that. This is not a cooking channel. So, Nathan, as we as we take him to Ezekiel chapter two, then we're going to jump onto our reference passage regarding that that will be found in first Peter chapter two. So that was going to be the surprise. Oh, no. I, well, I like cherries with my <laughs> food cake, just so you know. OK, so Ezekiel chapter two, verse seven through ten. Now you shall speak my words to them, whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, hear what I'd say to you. Do not be rebellious like the rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. Now, when I looked, there was a hand stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of a book was in it. Then he spread it before me, and there was writing on the inside and on the outside, and writing in it were lamentations and mourning and woe. Well, Nate, and that's where we open up with the angel's food cake. Here he brought this message to uh, Ezekiel. And he basically told him to eat it. And, and immediately, I'm sure people that are that are new to uh, the Bible, they're probably thinking to do what? They want him to eat the book. But that's not exactly what the reference there is. Right, David? Right. Yeah. We're looking here is what basically God's saying is digest the word that I'm giving you and then share it with others. That's why. Uh, bear in mind, Ezekiel was one of the prophets during the exile. So the Jewish people in Judah had been exiled by the Babylonians out of their country and up into Babylon, which is present-day Iraq. And uh, what they were having to do is uh, hear God's word through Ezekiel. And they had previous through Jeremiah and later through Daniel. And so there's a lot of suffering and wailing going on. And so what is this word from God here? We, we read what's on the inside, lamentations and mourning and woe. So obviously the people are in lamentations and mourning and woe. So whether... Ezekiel actually ate a scroll, which I kind of doubt. Uh, what we know is that God gives Ezekiel his word, and then he regurgitates it using the same symbol here to the people to let them know what God has to say. 
I love that. And, and Nathan, this is why when God's messages came to these individuals, Ezekiel and Daniel and others, it will be in a form of ingesting, taking it in as the Holy Spirit, in a sense, downloads it into the heart and mind. And then they were to be faithful and go forward and share that message. And sometimes that message will be a difficult message, one that they did not necessarily like, but yet they were obedient and faithful to doing what God called them to do. You and I, we're evangelists, and sometimes God calls us, Nathan, to share messages that people might not agree with, they might not like. And from time to time, you and I will get comments on social media about people, hey, I don't agree with that, or, or, or that's, uh, you know, and. You know, we just have to be faithful to what God has called us to do and not be uh, trying to, in a sense, um, worry so much if someone gets offended uh, by the word of God. If the Holy Spirit is working in their heart, then we just trust for God to do his work in them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Nathan, that's why the, the I was looking at us. First uh, Peter, chapter two, verses one and three. And also oftentimes the word of God is likened unto milk or sometimes bread or food in second excuse me first timothy chapter 2 verses 1 and 3 uh the writer says therefore laying aside and i'm sorry uh first peter chapter 2 verses 1 and 3 he says therefore laying aside all malice all deceit hypocrisy envy and all evil speaking as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And as we were just uh, having fun with this program about angels food, sometimes the word of God is like that, right? Nathan, the word of God can be very spiritually nutritious. Yeah. We were reading here, like it's like milk uh, and we'll read probably later. It's like meat. Basically it's, it's again, that whole idea is of course, everything that humans can relate to is probably food from your earliest here as he says here as a uh, newborn babies uh, you immediately want to eat so we know we know about eating eating is essential to human life well god's saying here is the same with digesting his word reading his word and knowing his will for our lives it's as essential as the food we eat and the air we breathe and without it we're missing something we're starving we're vitamin deficient and so that's what uh peter's saying here is that hey you know, you need to t you've tasted that the Lord is gracious. In other words, you're safe. You know him as your savior. You understand how important this word is. So then going forward as Christians, you cannot survive without studying the word of God. You'll be an anemic Christian. Excellent point, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in again, this is not a cooking channel, but this is a <laughs> big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We're talking about uh, prophetic messages that are that, that are coming uh to the God's uh, prophets, if you will, uh, by ways of angels and by ways of revelation. And they are called to be obedient to proclaim what God has called them to do. So as we look at Ezekiel chapter two and chapter three, we see that this continues. So, and, and Nathan, as we go back to Ezekiel chapter three, we just wanted to lay, lay a foundation so that individuals will see that oftentimes we're called to, uh, like you mentioned, take the word in and then share it. And in chapter three, verses one through three of Ezekiel, we notice again that he is instructed to continue to bring this message to the people of Israel. And it's a message that is going to uh, leave somewhat of a, uh, a taste in 
uh, Ezekiel's mouth, if you will. So, Nathan, can you take us there to Ezekiel chapter 3 and read for us verses 1 through 3? Absolutely. Well, moreover, he said to me, son of man, eat what you find, eat the scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that scroll. And he said to me, son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach with this scroll that I give you. So I ate and it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. And again, we see the the analogy there to uh, to take in uh, to eat. And, and I sometimes Nathan also liken that to meditate on the word of God. I don't know if that's ever occurred to you where you have God has given you a passage and you just uh, start reading it over and over, meditating on it. And then God makes it clear what you're supposed to say. Our programs that you and I do every week come out of meditating on the word of God and just looking at scripture and then saying, "Okay, Lord, how can we share this with our listeners, uh, our viewers, so that they will be able to take in what you've given to us? And it's a way of passing on that spiritual nourishment to others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God wants us to imbibe in him, so to speak. Again, another analogy, of course, he. It was as kind of confusing as when Jesus was talking about uh, at the Last Supper, our communion, eating his body and drinking his blood. And he used that to thin the crowd. You know, he says, hey, you you can't get uh, meet the father unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And the people were like, oh, that's pretty hard. I don't understand that. And he lost a lot of people that were following him. And uh, but again, it was a, a picture, not that we as the Catholics believer physically eaten the body and blood of Christ, transubstantiation, but we're talking about imbibing in him, remembering his death and resurrection by by bringing it into ourselves through food or by study through his word, through meditation on his word. So you're right, meditation is something that very few Christians engage in, at least that I've encountered and talked with, and it's so vital to our lives. It's, it's just like eating. Without food, we can't survive, and without air, we without breathing, we die, and it's just a shame how, you know, I can understand if somebody's not a reader, but maybe you're a listener, you know, and you listen to things. So listen to the word of God, or maybe you're a watcher. There's so many videos out there, of Bible studies and teachings. Uh, watch then, you know, that kind of covers everything, reading, watching and listening. You should be able to, soon we'll have uh, interactive 3D metaverse Bible stories too. You can immerse yourself in. So there's so many different ways that we can engage in God's word. I love that, Nathan. And Nathan, and, and one thing that you just mentioned as we engage in God's word is, I mean, we look at there our Ezekiel chapter three, verse three. And honestly, uh, this message at, the, at this time, he says it was sweet. It was like honey uh, in sweetness. And I believe oftentimes when we study God's word, there are those passages, man, that they're just sweet, that we dive in, that we we taste and see that the Lord is good. And then there are other passages about the judgment and the gloom and doom that are a little bit bitter in our in our in our stomachs, if you will. But the word of God is it, like honey. I just love to be able to meditate, to read the Psalms and read the Proverbs. And it's so encouraging and sweet to the spirit, if you will. And I believe Ezekiel is experiencing some of that here as he's getting this message. Yeah, uh, Ezekiel's one of the few that had the opportunity to be in the throne room of God and to hear his message and then report back what he saw. And we get some very interesting descriptions of angels, especially cherubim from Ezekiel, just like we will uh, when we get to Revelation and read about John and his experiences. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm still still waiting for that angel food cake, but I haven't found it yet in the scriptures. 
You still haven't found it. Okay, so we'll work, we'll work on that, Nathan. But in the meantime, we do know that a lot of times when these individuals like Ezekiel and the prophets will receive uh, messages, oftentimes they themselves didn't understand fully uh, what the Holy Spirit was saying, but it was coming from the Lord. And that's why uh, so I, I cringe today when people go around using their titles as prophets, like uh, God has given them some new revelation that others need to hear. Yet, as we read in scriptures, a lot of times uh, they themselves really weren't even sure what was going on. And we find one of those examples uh, there in Second um, Peter chapters 1, verses 19 through 21, and it talks about uh, the prophetic word. Uh, Nathan, would you be able to read for us 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 19 through 21, in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Absolutely. Uh, just before I do, a comment on what you said. Uh, we have a Christ in Prophecy Facebook group, which is a private group that you can come in and discuss. But you're right, if someone starts posting the prophet, this guy said this, or the apostle, that guy said that, I, I have to delete those before we post them because the, the the gift of prophecy is the today isn't that we're getting new revelation. The Bible says that we've had the revelation of God through the Bible. Uh, there's people out there saying that they're getting modern day prophecies from God. And that's just not the case. Same like they're saying they're fulfilling the office of apostle. Well, you had to have seen Jesus physically to be in the office of the apostle. So obviously that's not happening today. So uh, yeah, be very uh, discerning about who's saying what. I'll always just trust what the Bible has to say, not what man has to say. But uh, mm. speaking of which, let's uh, see what the Bible has to say. Second Peter 1, 19 through 21. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed. What you do well to heed is a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scriptures of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And Nathan, isn't that that's exactly what we're reading? Ezekiel is being moved as he's as the Holy Spirit as the, as he's bringing these messages to him. He didn't make this up. It wasn't uh, him going around saying, "Look what I thought of," but it's what what. God wanted him to share with the people. You and I do not have the liberty to make things up here during our program. <laughs> we need to speak what the word of God says and let the Holy Spirit give people understanding. And when we try to say what we want rather than what God wants, really, we need to be very careful because that's why we have so many false prophets today. Right, Nathan? Yeah, I remember what a, a pastor of mine back when I was in my college years, Joe Foch of uh, Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia, I believe he's retired now, but he used to always say when I attended those churches services all that time ago, he says, hey, don't believe me, I'm a guy. Uh, confirm what I said, read the Bible, get in the Bible and make sure, be a, as the Bible says, a Berean, a good Berean, get in there and, and don't take my word for it, take what the Bible says for it. I love that. And that's why we encourage every one of you that are part of our program to make sure that you always follow along in your Bibles as Nathan and I do these programs and then reference the passages and uh, see for yourself uh, the things that we're talking about. Although we're joking about angels food cake, you're not going to find that in there. OK, <laughs> nor devil's food cake. Good. Pretty sure. Right. But you will find what the Bible says that the word of God is like milk, it's like bread, it's nourishment to the soul. So that we want to be clear on, right, Nathan? <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> Nathan, another. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah. What's the next passage? 
Yeah, I was going to say another wonderful passage that relates to eating the scroll or eating the message. You and I touched on this already, but it's in Revelation chapter 10. If we can go there to Revelation chapter 10, uh, I'll read verses 1 and 3. And maybe, Nathan, you can read verses 8 through 11. Again, as we notice that John, the Apostle John, was also given an incredible uh, message, prophetically speaking, and also how he reacted uh, when he received this message. And also, um, he, he describes to us here in Revelation chapter 10 regarding the message that he was to share. But in, in verse 1, it says, And I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a loud, with, excuse me, with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, and his feet like the pillars of fire. And he had a little book open in his hand. And he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And he cried with a loud voice like a lion roars. And when he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices. And we'll jump to verses 8 through 11. Okay, and then 8 starts. Then the voice which I had heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go, take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. So I went to the angel and said to him, Give me the little book. And he said to me, take and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and I ate it. And it was sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I'd eaten it, well, my stomach became bitter. And he said to me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. And it's interesting, right, Nathan? Uh, to Ezekiel, it was something sweet. Here to John, it was something bitter. And I think you would agree that it, it had to do with the message that he was to bring forth. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, Revelation has 21 judgments of God, which virtually by the end of it destroy the world. He, at this point, by John 10, he's, or excuse me, Revelation 10, he's given seven bold, uh, excuse me, seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, and he's about to give the worst of them, the seven bowl judgments. So, yeah, it might sound taste sweet to begin with because it's the word of God, but the destruction and the carnage and the death that comes with it would definitely turn his stomach. Mm. And Nathan, uh, as we look at these prophetic messages, as we look at how, uh, how faithful uh, God's men and women have been throughout history, we also want to remain faithful in sharing the word of God. And like uh, I shared earlier, that sometimes God will give messages to us to share to you, those that are listening, that are that might seem heavy at times or that people will find it difficult to, to understand. But nevertheless, we have to proclaim what the Bible calls us to proclaim. And one of the things that we want to share with those of you out there is that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then your soul, you're, you're in danger of being separated from him forever. And, and the Bible speaks that God doesn't want anyone to perish, but for all to come to salvation. And that's why we want to also give you an opportunity that if you don't know the, uh, the, the Lord, uh, you need to repent. You need to turn from your sins. You need to turn from your wicked ways. And we know sometimes people get offended when we call them sinners. Uh, right, Nathan? But the reality is that the Bible says that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And if we want to enter into heaven, uh, we must uh, trust in Jesus Christ and in him alone. So again, maybe some of you might not agree. Maybe that's a heavy message for you, but that's what the Bible says. And we're called to be obedient uh, to that message. And that's why we want to give you an opportunity. If you have not trusted in Christ, 
what a great opportunity for you to come to him even right now. And Nathan, every week we we offer people hope. Uh, we offer them the truth of the word of God because we rather have people know the truth, right, Nathan, than, than really be deceived. Right. I, unless you're someone who really, I don't know, some sicko who gets a fascination with telling about the gloom and doom that Bible prophecy predicts for the fallen world. And there are people out there like that. Uh, that's not that that might be a sad message. But what we should get joy in as Christians, and I know Vic and I do, is we're excited about what the Lord is going to do through that. He's finally going to bring justice to the earth. I mean, how much have we wanted real justice to come in? Aren't we sick and tired of child molesters and sex traffickers and murderers and liars and corrupt politicians getting away with one crime after another? Well, the Bible says that's going to end at some point. Jesus will return, will defeat evil, and will set up his kingdom. And those who are righteous, in other words, those who trusted him as Savior, will enter into that kingdom and will be a thousand-year kingdom of peace and righteousness and justice and that will go on into the eternal state on a new heaven and a new earth. That is the sweetness of Bible prophecy. But, uh, you know, some people get really stuck on the death and destruction that must precede it to wipe out evil on this earth. And uh, that's just not Vic and I. So, yeah, it is a, it's a both a bitter and a sweet message. I love it. Thank you, Nathan. And we want to share with you, if you have not trusted in Christ, we want to give you an opportunity right now to receive the Lord from wherever you are. The Bible is clear in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And we want to offer you that hope with a very simple prayer. And we hope that if you simply pray this prayer and you mean it from your heart, we say oftentimes say just the word alone doesn't save you, but the Lord does his Holy Spirit. But in obedience, we're called to proclaim uh, his goodness. And I want to invite you wherever you are, if you would, to basically come to the Lord right now. If you want that opportunity, as you recognize that you have broken God's commandments, that you're a sinner. And we want you to invite him personally to come into your heart and we want to give you that opportunity right now. So if that's you, wherever you are, you can call on the name of the Lord with a very simple prayer, just admitting that you're a sinner, saying, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. And God, right now, I turn to you. I repent from my sins. And I want to invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus. In your name, I pray in Jesus name. Amen. A very simple prayer. And if you pray that prayer and you meant it from your heart, that is your start in this wonderful journey in your relationship with Jesus. And we would love for you to let us know that you pray that prayer. Nathan and I want to rejoice with you. You can post it on social media. You can call us at 305-992-9537. We'll give you a Bible and a Bible study guide so you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. And we just simply want to celebrate with you, you coming uh, to God's kingdom. So we're excited for you. And Nathan, that's why we do what we do, right? to encourage people and point them in the direction of the Lord. Absolutely. We want them to have angel food. We, we want people to study the word of God because that is uh, life-giving. And so I hope that uh, if you are was saved or now are saved, and if so, praise the Lord, that you dive into the Bible, really get in there and start reading. And I'd recommend starting with the book of John. It's uh, one of the gospels about halfway through, a little more than halfway through, and start with that. And then go back and just get the whole Bible and start reading that. And 
little bit by bit each day and, and just meditate on it and study it. There's plenty of resources out there to help you understand. There's Bible commentaries and encyclopedias. There's messages by numerous pastors and preachers, including our own on ChristandProphecy.org. And uh, get together with others, too. You, you'll want to uh, gather with other Christians in Bible study and church to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. You'll soon find that as a, a Christian that you can't separate yourself from God without feeling like there's something really missing in your life, like you're starving all the time. And so that's that's the answer. That's We need to connect with our Savior. He is our lifeblood. He is the river of life and the source of life. So you need food, you need air, but you need Jesus Christ as well. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan, for those wonderful, encouraging words. And that's what we want for you to rejoice. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Well, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Nathan, it's always such a joy to do these programs with you. I hope you have a wonderful day. You too, Vic. Uh, and all of you have tuned in. We pray uh, we're, we're praying for you and we pray God's blessing upon you. Awesome. Thank you, Nathan. And yes, we'll continue to pray also for the people in Ukraine as well. We invite you to pray with us regarding that. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And you'll have a great day.